You're listening to Beautifully Bipolar 2, a podcast where I talk about what it's like living with a mood disorder. So take a seat, relax, and let's get educated. Oh my God, I cannot tell you how many times I've tried to record this fucking thing. I have literally sat down at least five times to try and record it. Even just coming up with the concept of a podcast, I kept changing my mind. I'm like, oh, I want to talk about, you know, living your best life and how to be happy. And I think I came up with something called Bloom Your Mind. Um, And then I was just, I just didn't feel like it was me. So I'm like, this isn't going to work. And I kind of did want to talk about bipolar, but I also wanted to be inspirational. Um, But the more I tried to be inspirational and talk about mindfulness and being calm and happy, um, the less myself I felt. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to be who I am, my authentic self. And you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. Um, So I now present Beautifully Bipolar 2. Um, And as I said in the intro, this is where I talk about what it's like to live with that mood disorder, bipolar type 2. Yes, there is more than one type of bipolar. Um, I think there's like maybe three or four actual, um, what do you call it, categories or faces of bipolar. Um, So I... Um, have been diagnosed with number two. Also, I am very much aware of how often I say the word um, and I have tried to edit it out in the past, but it hasn't sounded very natural. So I'm just going to apologize in advance now for driving you crazy with the amount of times that I say it. Um, (laughs) There I go again. I will try to be mindful and not say it as often. It's something that I really need to get better at, but I do apologize and I hope this doesn't stop you from continuing to listen because I do have some awesome things to share with you. I do have some things to enlighten you with. Um, Oh gosh, stop saying it. (laughs) So I hope that you continue to listen because I do have some really um, important information to share and I am very excited about doing this and I really hope it does reach a lot of people. So the reason that I really wanted to do a podcast where I talk a lot about what bipolar 2 is, is simply because I haven't really been as open as I should be with my illness. Um, I don't even really like calling it an illness. Um, it feels just wrong to me. But I wanted to start talking about it more and sharing it more because I want people that do have this diagnosis to not feel like they have to hide it. Um, because I feel that whenever I meet someone new and then I feel like comfortable enough to tell them about it, it almost feels like I'm getting sort of a judgment from them or I kind of sense that they start to pull back a little bit like they need to be careful around me. And I just wanted to shine a light on what it actually is to be bipolar 2 because it's not something where you know, you have to be scared of someone there. We aren't violent people. We don't, we're not psychotic. We don't need to be institutionalized. In fact, um, a lot of the mood swings that we experience are what people experience in general anyway. It's just that we feel it in a more intense level. Um, so that's one of the reasons because I do, I understand what it's like to, you know, have to hide it. Um, I, I do, I am open with it. Um, to the people that are very close to me. So my family and my close friends are very much aware of it. Um, But like at work, not many people know that I have it. Um, And I'm often being um, told that I look tired all the time. Um, And I do happen to, 
you know, take a little bit of time off here and there because I am going through some episodes where I just need time to recuperate and recharge. Um, and so I just wanted to make people aware of why I do that um, and what I'm going through and what I'm experiencing. And for anyone that is experiencing what I experienced, that you're not alone and that you don't have to hide it. Um, I really want to help destigmatize bipolar in general because things like anxiety and depression, they have been talked about so much over the recent years that people are now starting to open up about it and um, develop an understanding about it and they're more mindful about it. So I want to see that happen for illnesses, not just for bipolar, but any sort of illness that um, has, you know, disillusion or psychosis associated to it. Because I feel like there's still a lot of people out there that just have so many misconceptions about these illnesses. Um, and so I'm very motivated to do this and share this with everyone because I really, really want to help change that. All right, so let's get into the nitty gritty of what bipolar 2 actually is. So as I said before, it is a mood disorder where people experience periods of elevated mood, which is called hypomania, and then they also experience depressive moods. Um, so the difference between the bipolar 2 diagnosis and the bipolar 1 is that people in bipolar 1, they experience mania, which is a little bit more severe than hypermania. So people actually, they do have psychotic episodes where they have delusions and hallucinate. Um, that's not the case for people that do have bipolar 2. We are more just euphoric and overly happy. So it's actually, it's really tricky to sort of determine if someone is in hypermania because the, a lot of the things that we feel are what people feel anyway. So, you know, when you meet someone, you fall in love and, you know, you're all excited, we feel that, but on a very, very intense level. So that is the difference. Another difference is in bipolar one, the mania um, episodes go for longer periods of time and the depressive episodes are shorter periods of time. Whereas with bipolar two, the depressive episodes go for longer and the hypermania episodes are shorter. So let's break down some of the symptoms that a person can experience when they're going through a hypermanic episode. There's actually quite a lot of um, symptoms and these symptoms can also be broken up into two different categories. So a lot of people aren't aware of this, but the thing with hypermania is that it actually has two different sides to it. So there's the brighter side of it um, and then there's a darker side of it. So um, I'm just going to bring up a little graphic that I made for myself to remind myself what these are. So the bright side is where the person is more cheerful, more euphoric. Um, they're more charming. They're more optimistic about life and themselves. Um, they are they can be a lot more focused and organized, um, more productive. They can be more creative, um, more sociable. Um, they become more flirtatious and engage in sexual activity more. Um, and so all of those things are great. And I love being on the bright side of hypermania. I feel like I'm my best self when I'm in bright hypermanic episodes. Um, but then the dark side of it is that people can be quite irritable, uh, we tend to overanalyze and overthink things. We are paranoid and skeptical. Um, 
And it kind of almost makes us a bit overbearing because we become confrontational um, and we can also sometimes engage in reckless behaviour, more so in things like spending larger amounts of money than usual and, like I said, being more confrontational and getting into arguments more. Um, We may drink more often than we normally do. We may um, engage in taking drugs. so yes as i said there are two different sides to hypermania um and i also want to say that with um illnesses like bipolar it's not a case of one size fits all so if i talk about my own experience with it and i explain what i'm what i go through when i'm in a hypermanic episode and you have the same diagnosis and you're like well i don't know if that's true um that's okay you don't have to experience it the way that i do um as i said it's not one size fits all it's more of a spectrum much like autism um so for me i feel that when i go through hypermania i tend to actually start off in the bright side of it um where i'm quite overly happy and optimistic and i am definitely more sociable than i am normally um because Um, In general, I'm more of an introvert um, and I'm not very confident when it comes to flirting. So when I do notice that I am a bit more flirtatious with the fellas, I'm like, "Hmm, I could potentially be going through hypermania, but it's not until I start to fall into the darker side of it that I'm like, yep, I'm definitely going through hypermania. So for me, I tend to start off on the bright side and then I actually, I feel like I I start to drift down. where I start to become more irritable and I do start to overanalyze things um, and become skeptical. And then that makes me overbearing to some people. Um, I'm sure there's people who have dealt with me in the past that are like, yeah, she was a lot to handle. Um, So that's how I feel it happens for me. But for somebody else, it might be that they are you know, really creative and have a lot of energy and have a lot of things going on. And then, but at the same time, they're very irritable. Um, So if you like say the wrong thing to them, they might be quite abrupt with you or short with you. Yeah. So any, anybody can experience it in a different way. It's just for me, I feel that I start off um, at the top of the mountain and then I start to slide down over time. And then I feel that once I've gone through the darker side of it, I'm in, I be, I start to find myself in a depressive, in the depressive episode. So I'm not sure if anybody else experiences that in the same way, but that's usually what happens for me. All right. Now let's list some of the symptoms associated with um, a depressive episode of bipolar two. So I'm just going to quickly list them and then I'm going to discuss a couple of them in greater detail. So we have things like feeling sad, empty, or hopeless, low motivation, losing interest in activities, sleeping too much or too little, having low energy, feeling worthless um, and guilty, having trouble focusing, gaining or losing weight without trying, and of course, suicidal thoughts or tendencies. Now, some of the things that I want to address is um, the fact that we have low energy levels. Um, what people don't realize is that bipolar depression is more than just, um, affecting someone's mood. It actually is quite debilitating, um, 
because we are we find it difficult to function as a person like there are days where i i find it difficult to just get out of bed and go brush my teeth something as simple as that i find it difficult to do because i just don't have the energy i just can't bring myself to get out of bed sometimes um and so if you know someone who experiences um bipolar 2 depression um and you tend to get annoyed at them um or unhappy with them because they haven't been able to you know commit to the plans that you had with them or you see them constantly taking time off work um i just want to say can you please just give them a fucking break um because i've had family members in the past you know get angry at me and annoyed at me because i haven't gone to work or you know i haven't done something or commit gone to some social events and getting angry at us isn't actually going to help us get through our depressive episode it's actually going to make it worse because we already feel guilty for not being able to do those things you know, we, it's not that we don't want to, we really want to be able to do those things, but we just don't have the ability to because we are in such a deep depressive episode. Um, and it's so hard for people to understand that unless they've gone through it themselves. Um, because who wants to get out of bed when all you want to do is just break down and cry? Like who wants to face the world when you have so much dark sadness sitting inside your chest and a deep dark ache in your stomach and all you can think about is just crying as ugly and as hard as you can because I can assure you once you feel that way you are unable to function as a human being. So as you can imagine it's really difficult to manage dealing with the high highs and the low lows of bipolar type 2 um, but in saying that um, it can be managed if it's treated properly um, so that includes taking medication but not just taking medication um, going through therapy talking to someone implementing strategies that can help manage dealing with the depressive or the hypermanic episodes that you experience um, and you will find that people with bipolar are capable of living normal lives. I'm sure that there are people that are listening to this now that are actually surprised that I have it um, because I am quite a quiet, placid person. Um, I'm a very loving person. Um, it's very rare that anyone will actually describe me as aggressive or having anger issues. I am fairly chill. It's just that I happen to feel things on a deeper level than most people. Um, but I don't necessarily feel that that's a bad thing. I actually think it's a great thing because it makes me um, a little bit more empathetic, um, compassionate. And I honestly feel that having bipolar in a way makes me better at my job um, because I feel things on such a deep level um, that I can pick up on things. Um, so in my job, I work with children who have special needs and they themselves struggle with regulating their own emotions. So I feel that I can relate to that um, and it makes it easy for me to build a rapport with them. And also having bipolar has sort of forced me to take a look at myself 
and learn more about myself because I really wanted to understand why I felt things that other people didn't. And so it's taught me to do a lot of self-reflection. And by doing that, I've grown a lot over the years. So I'm definitely not the same person I was when I was first diagnosed. I'm not even the same person I was a year or two ago because I'm constantly educating myself about this disease, this illness, and constantly learning how to get better at managing it, how to be better. Because I like to think of myself as a glass half full type of person. And even though this disease can be quite debilitating and really challenging, I refuse to let it get the better of me. And I am someone that likes to see the positive side of things. Um, So I, I feel like there's a lot of positives that do come with it as long as I'm willing to treat it properly and do the work and take the medication and do my therapy. So that's pretty much bipolar 2 in a nutshell. Um, I do have some other symptoms that I would like to talk about in greater detail, such as grandiosity, Um, but I kind of want to do that as separate episodes because I feel like there's a lot to say on just that particular type of symptom. Um, And also, I don't want to give you too much information in the first episode because I don't want to bore you for one. And two, um, I need to save some information so that I can um, talk about things in other episodes. Otherwise, it won't be a podcast series. Um, So speaking of other episodes, episode two, I would like to talk about um, strategies that people with bipolar can implement in order to help them manage and treat their illness. Um, And I'd also like to provide some tips and advice to family members and friends of people that have bipolar so that they know how to support that person um, without being intrusive. Um, So that's what I'll talk about next time. Um, Thank you again for taking the time to listen. And I hope that I have educated you and given you some things to think about. If you do have any questions, however, you can reach me on my Instagram page, Beautifully Bipolar 2 Podcast. Um, So hit me up there with any questions you have. Um, And if you want me to address anything in another episode, let me know and I'll be happy to do that too. So thanks for listening, guys, and I'll talk to you again next time.